Hey everyone, it's Pastor Vaughn with another episode of Rock Talk with our Rock Church podcast where we have conversations about faith and life that help us become a better person for the world and a better follower of Jesus. Today I have with me once again Jill Farrenbrook, my wife, and we're talking about uncommon influence in our relationship. How can we treat those who may have disappointed us, they have hurt us, maybe even betrayed us in a way that honors God and helps our relationship with them flourish? Let's check it out with another episode of Rock Talk. Hey everyone, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of Rock Talk again where we talk about faith and life that helps us become better followers of Jesus and better people for the world. So today I got Jill once again, my lovely wife with us, and we're talking about um, relational influence, Um, not the aspect of uh, you have influential power over someone in your relationships. You do, that is true, Um, but we're going to be talking about how can you uh, really react when someone hurts you or betrays you or disappoints you. And so, again, we got Jill with us, and we're going to go ahead and just kind of talk about that. Um, I, you know, I guess, Jill, my first question for you, uh, so you can talk, is what do you think when we say relational influence, relationship influence? What does that come to your mind? Um, first, I just think of kind of the, the power behind that and how it's it's kind of scary (laughs) when you hear the word influence of any sort you know with influence there's the positive influence and a negative influence and so I think it just it keeps you accountable when you think that you are you do have influence in others lives to really be accountable for your actions and how you respond yeah, I think that's what makes relationships scary. I think it's what actually makes relationships really messy. And how we respond is also key to how great a relationship can go. And so, um, you know, how does it make you feel to know that your relationships is in is an influence to others? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to restart this podcast. <laughs> We're going to... We got to, where guys that are listening, this is kind of the, the awkward side of the podcast because, uh, again, we're talking, I'm just talking to my wife and we're just talking about how much easier it might be uh, live going into this. I, I don't know. I mean, what what aspect do you think uh, you have of influence like in my life and maybe influence I have in your life? Like, what does that, what does that look like? Well, I think our goal with relationships or it should be our goal, especially as believers, is to constantly encourage and uplift and make the other one better. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully in every relationship you have, your influence is to to better that other person. Not because of how great I am, but it's just, you know, your reactions, your responses, hopefully in return, that will just make that other person want to respond in a better way. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we learn that is from other people in our life. So, um, I guess for you, where did you, I don't know. I mean, where where did you learn that? Where did you see that? uh, Where did you kind of see that being played out? Um, we've talked in the past about just, I have been extremely blessed with how I grew up personally and I was just constantly surrounded by healthy relationships. Um, in particular in marriages, uh, my parents have been married over 40 years, both my grandparents, um, when both spouses were alive, I mean, they, 
they were married 50 plus years together and just constantly being surrounded with healthy relationships. So I would say my family is definitely my the biggest influence I have in my life. And they weren't just, you know, married for 50 years. They were thriving, you know, flourishing relationships. Mm-hmm. And same here because you know, I talked about on Sunday and how um, the aspect or the, my characteristic of uh, maybe kindness or just being, uh, being nice to strangers is kind of the maybe layman's way to say it is uh, I got that from my parents seeing how my mom uh, my mom and dad took care of people and just welcomed them in the house. And even maybe during those times that were maybe the majority of people would think that was reserved for family time only. Uh, I mean, we always had someone over. Uh, there were times where on the dinner table, uh, we'd have someone eating with us and I would have no idea who they were. And mom and dad probably didn't have any idea who really who they were. They maybe knew the name, but they knew that they needed maybe a hot meal or just a, a nice conversation with someone who's able to hear them out. And so, but with that, and I assume with, you know, any relationships that you saw in your parents or your grandparents or even our relationship, we can talk about that too, is there's times where, where you know, we, we disappoint each other. Um, maybe uh, we've hurt each other, um, you know, just really didn't live up to the level of that we should have been living. And because of that, uh, it gets to that point of that part in the message of common influence that when we get hurt, uh, we, we we kind of shut down. We get to these four phases of survival mode, the the phase of like, I must protect so I don't get hurt. Um, you know, I must benefit that the only way this relationship has value is if I get something out of it um, or I must control because you, you want to know the outcome of it. So you need to call the shots uh, and, and really that I must win that if this relationship tanks, you want to come out on top. I mean, do, is there any of those that you had personal experience in or anything that, you know, you want to address anything like that? Well, I think all of those are just common, are are common fleshly reactions to relationships. But once again, I have been blessed with those surrounding me that have just demonstrated just really healthy relationships and healthy influence and healthy conflict and communication, kind of all of the things that, you know, we've been talking about in this series where, you know, the relationships that directly impact me, like my, my mother and my father is they really do have the best interest of the other, you know, long term. Mm -hmm. Now, of course I have experienced and witnessed, you know, in relationships, our relationships where things get messy, just like you said, people are messy. People Mm -hmm cause problems but ultimately their their goal long term is the the other person and i think that is the key to to it all is that you know to have that relationship flourish you really have to have that other person's needs before your own yeah i i um yeah i agree because we went to that section of the message about you know jesus and one of his best friends named peter um, he did all these different things, and we talked about, you know, in this life, we, we kind of did a play on scripture. You know, when Jesus says, in this life, we will have trouble, um, we kind of said, you know, in this life, you're going to have people problems because people are messy. Uh, and we talked about, how, you know, people do various things, but one thing that everyone does is people will disappoint, they'll make mistakes, um, people are very selfish, and people will betray, you know, and Peter did every one of those things to Jesus, and Jesus really picked Peter as the vessel for his ministry to flourish throughout the world. 
And Peter went along, did what Peter did, and put his foot in his mouth constantly, and he betrayed Jesus in the courtyard and all those different things. And then Jesus reappeared to him uh, after he rose from the dead and just said, you know what, if you truly love me, you know, you know, feed my sheep. If you really love me, like my plan is still there for you. And, and I think what you said about putting other people first, we've talked about that a lot of times. And I think that's probably, if there's ever a key to a relationship, it's that right there, that you always put the other person first and vice versa. It's, it's kind of an outserving game of who can serve who the most. And there's the quote I put in the message says, my influence is not determined by my level of success, but by my ability to help you succeed. Um, and so we, we do that quite a bit in our relationship try to try to put each other trying to put each other first and so um I don't, can you think of a time where i uh, that you want to talk about that you know maybe i didn't live to the level of standard or i mean you can you can rat on me tell on me anything like that and just kind of you know maybe what you could have gone into and then maybe the things that you might have done to kind of refocus the the messiness that i caused uh, I can't really think of anything specific like you have all heard, you know, we have a, a solid relationship. We really don't have too many conflicts, but the thing that, that happens are just the, the constant little things, mm-hmm. you know, the constant little people problems that, you know, we're going to be disappointed with each other. So I can't think of a big disappointment specifically, but there's obviously constantly times that you have disappointed me and I have disappointed you. And I think the main thing is, um, you know, we, we went through this when we had our community group a while back, but is that you're, you constantly, when it says focus on the positive, that's one of the, one of your points from your message was focus on the positive is to really focus and think that everything they're doing is good rather than immediately jumping to what what is wrong. Yeah. And that's not saying like be naive, you no. know, and be gullible, but it is talking about, you know, just jump to the positive conclusion first rather than the negative. And so, I mean, there's gosh, I mean, how many times am I home late or uh, you know, there's times where you had dinner ready and something came up and you had to go ahead and eat without me. Um, I've, I've missed, um, some pretty important dates in our life, um, due to some work. And, um, I think it would be easy to, to jump to the negative and focus on the positive. I mean, what, what, what do you say to yourself to do that? Cause it's not like, it's not like people are all rainbows and unicorns when conflict comes up. I think that does take some training to do that. I mean, what, what, what do you say to yourself when you do that? I think a lot of it is, you know, the cliche saying do unto others as you want them to do unto you mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm a firm believer in that, that if I'm constantly jumping to the negative conclusion, that's what you're going to do to me. And there's a lot of times that I am innocent in, you know, not necessarily my action, but in my intention that I want to, I want you to give me, you know, that, that positive response. Mm-hmm. And instead of coming at me negatively first thing without even giving me a chance to explain myself or, you know, things like that, that to give me grace first 
And so I think that's one of my ways that I can give you grace is if I give it to you first, then I think it'll be easier for you to give me grace when I Mm -hmm. need it. Maybe don't even deserve it, but you know, when I, when I messed up and I need that, that grace from you. Yeah. And, and I, that goes back to what you said before, you know, we, we've got a solid relationship. Uh, we don't have a lot of, you know, big explosive fights or anything like those things. And it's not because cause I think people can hear that and be like, Oh man, they're, they have no conflict. I mean, conflict arises all the time. I think it just, we choose how to handle that conflict uh, in a way that if it's, if it's something that I cause and I've disappointed and hurt you, I mean, we walk through that together and then we, choose to either hold on to it because it still needs to be worked out or to choose to kind of just let it roll off our backs and forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that's, that's really, really big. Good. And I think with that is the more times that you, you know, respond negatively, the more conflict you are going to have. And so I think with just natural, you know, what consequences or what, what happens is if we respond and we are constantly focusing on the person first and focusing on the positive and um, the process of it all, then our conflicts, your conflicts will become less and less Mm -hmm. because you respond in a better way. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about how you respond, you know, Uh, you know, the first response we already talked about, you know, focus on, on the, on the person, um, and focus on the positive. We kind of touched that in a little bit. I mentioned on Sunday that, you know, when you focus on the positive, if you want to jump to the first negative conclusion, I mean, if you look for bad in somebody, that's what you're going to find. But if you look for good for in somebody, you're also going to find good. And I think that's, that's really, really big. The other one was focus on their potential. Um, how can we, how can we do that in our conflicts? You know, focus, let me get, I guess, what does that mean to you exactly? How do you focus on their potential? in a relationship. I think this can differ from relationship to relationship. And I think a lot of this is maybe not even in the aspect of marriage because potential in your marriage sounds like you're trying to change them and who they are. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. I don't even know, but if, if you're talking about different relationships is, you know, what, God is working in their hearts, you know, you know, what they are capable of doing and becoming. And, you know, just like your example with your pastors is they, they saw what maybe wasn't happening or what you were doing right then, but they knew, you know, your heart, your calling and what you could do. And so they did look past maybe right now and looked more ahead of into the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that that's very very big to focus on the potential because everyone's got a purpose in their life, um, and that's the number four. You know, focus on their purpose, but everyone's got an image of God on their life, and which means if they are breathing, that means God had a divine purpose for them. And our job is just try to help them find that, and that goes back to you know putting other people first and trying to help them succeed more than focusing on your success. Um, I mean, is, is there anything in your own life that you can think of for, I mean, just how people focused on your potential or, I mean, they focused on your purpose in your relationships where maybe if they did it, it could have been, you know, a flagging, uh, relationship or anything like that. 
I've had really good mentors in the past and I think about a lot of my mentor friendships the most, I think in this influence, um, the relational influence sermon that we've had is just, especially in college where I, you know, you didn't know what you were going to do, where you were going to go, you know, where you were headed. And I think just seeking out those people that do, first of all, have your best interest in mind and that they, they call it out. But with that, they, they have to know, they have to know you Mm -hmm. and who you are. And so I had a couple in college that really just, you know, prayed for me. And that was a big one that they, they took time out of their day to, to pray for me. And I think to intervene and hear from the Lord on my behalf. And so those were, those were the relationships that I had were in college were my mentors that really just, I can't think of anything like specific I was a good kid, if you will. Mm. I wasn't like going off doing bad things or anything, but just knowing that I could become better and Mm. do better and kind of lead me where the Holy Spirit spoke to them about too Mm -hmm. for my life. Yeah. And then last one we talked about, you know, just focus on the process. Um, You know, I guess how can we do that in our relationships? I think that's a huge thing is we can't expect perfection ever but especially you can't expect perfection in a day or even a year mm-hmm. or five years and so I think you know just like anything you know jobs or whatever it is a process yeah. you continue to learn you continue to grow and just like relationships you continue to grow together and that is part of the process and understanding that about one another mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, that that's the biggest thing. You know, this whole thing, if we can sum it up in Uncommon Influence, it's, it's a way to teach you how to fight for your relationships and to guard them and to protect them and to make sure that at the end of the day, you can go to bed and realize that you did everything you can to make sure your relationship flourishes in a very positive way. But for some people, that's not that's not reality. There's a lot of people who have very hard relationships. There are people who are on the verge of divorce. There are people who uh, are, you know, being abused in their relationships, all those different things. And so when does it come to the point where, you know, we've done focusing on the positive, we focused on the potential, we focused on the purpose, and we focused on the process? Where is the line where, okay, we're done and we're, we're calling this relationship off? I think this is a hard thing and that's why I think you have to first figure out and define what the relationship is. Now I would say marriage is different from any other relationship because marriage is a covenant, not just between you and the person is between you, the person and God. And so that is the only relationship that is an actual covenant between Mm -hmm. God where I think things have to work differently in any other relationship. um, That's why I think kind of neat about this specific sermon is the influence part is because you have influence on every relationship you have, but it might not even necessarily be a close relationship, but you still have influence on how you react. And so, you know, if it's, 
I mean, even family can be difficult, but if it's constantly toxic and it's Mm -hmm. dragging you down and you know, if you are around this person and can no longer, I mean, it's hard to even want to think of Jesus and God and Mm -hmm. to try to become the better person, you know, if removing you from that relationship helps that. Yeah. You know, I think that is what you have to do. Like mm-hmm. I said, that is a side from marriage and that covenant. Yeah. Yeah, I I think there's That's why you got to treat marriage differently because you're exactly right. It, it's a covenant and that's why I think, you know, just a little rabbit trail here before anyone enters marriage, like you have to do your homework on if this is something you really want to step in. I mean, marriage is not something to play around with. It's not something that uh, you take high risks in, meaning, you know, the the stats today is 50% of marriages will end divorce. So it's a 50-50 chance. Um, anything else in life, you bet, and it's a 50-50 chance, more times than not, we walk away from that bet. It's not a safe bet at all. It's not in your favor. And sadly, people play around the relationships specifically marriages and they take that bet all the time thinking like it's gonna uh, it's it's okay it's something to you know it's almost like jump off that cliff feeling and see what happens and i think that's when it gets to this point is when you realize oh man this marriage is not what i thought was going to be this relationship is not what i think is going to be looking like and they have disappointed us they made mistakes Uh, they're a lot more selfish than we realize and they've betrayed us in some way um now we're left with this mess in our lap and we're trying to figure out what do we do with this i mean what uh, i mean i can focus on the positive but that takes a lot of work focusing on the potential takes a lot of work focusing on their purpose and process it takes a lot of work and i think that's that's because it is and i think one thing is there has to be some reciprocation back Mm -hmm. you know you can only give 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 so much and that is what scripture does call us to do Mm -hmm. but at the same time you know without outside of that covenant of marriage there's no benefit if you are not helping that person they are not helping you there's no benefit of keeping that also in the terms of I don't know what I'm trying to say. That yeah, can well, sound like, bad. It, it goes back to kind of that scripture that we hear all the time. It's, uh, I mean, the, the, the original language, I mean, it says, you know, wives submit to your husbands and husbands lives your wives. I love your wives as Christ has loved the church. It's, it's, it's reciprocal. I mean, there's, there's give and take on there. And that is kind of the um, contractual agreement that it's not contractual agreement, the covenantal agreement of a marriage. Like, yeah, I'm going to love you and then you're going to love me. And if one of us doesn't hold this end up, then there's something wrong and we got to fix it. And I think that's where it comes down to. And so, I mean, that's what this whole Uncommon series has really been about is making sure our relationships are just not common in the way of the world because the world's relationships are just not real. I mean, man, a good example is uh, holiday stuff. Hallmark movies are coming out. You know, people like those movies. We like those movies. Mm -hmm. We watch them all the time. They're cute and they're fun. Um, but are they real? I, I don't know. I, I, and I think it gives us a falsehood of how people fall in love and fall out of love. And it looks very effortless in these movies. 
to do that. I mean, you know, the sawmills going out of business or the Huckleberry farm is going under or mm-hmm. something's got to happen. And the only Santa Claus in town is going to save the day. Um, it gives us a falsehood on what relationships really, really look like. And so, I mean, this is what this uncommon, uncommon series has really been about. I mean, share your thoughts about the series and then we're going to, I think the series has just been good. And I think with one thing, one thing just to say and point out that not all relationships are equal. They were not created to be equal. We, I mean, friendships, um, I mean, anything is that, guess what? You're going to be closer and just stronger relationships with some people than other people. And I think sometimes we try to force it too much to really make this relationship work like this other relationship we have. This friend isn't as good as this other friend. And we try to kind of persuade it into that. And that's, that's not reality either. And that's okay. But with this, this sermon series is it doesn't matter as long as we are doing our part as a Christian to respond to love and put that other person first, but our relationships are still going to look different and that's okay. That's healthy. All right, guys. Well, I think that's uh, pretty much it for this episode of Rock Talk. Talk about uncommon influence, um, having uncommon relationships, um, when to call it quits, when to fight for them, which is more than not. You want to make sure you're, I would say, 99% of the time, fight for it. Uh, never have the quit uh, card on the table when you when you fight for your relationships, it's, it's not worth it. Relationships are worth fighting for. So um, that's this episode of rock talk. You guys will hear from me next week. Hey guys, don't press stop quite yet. I just got done editing this episode of rock talk and it has been a joy launching this whole podcast. It has taken off with the fervor that I didn't think we would ever have. We have over 150 downloads with only four episodes. We've had some awesome guests on this Rock Talk podcast and it has been a joy to do it. Hey, I'm wondering if you guys can do me a quick favor though. Um, Can you guys share this on your social media, share it with your friends, your family, and let them know that this exists. I would love to get this message out there further. And the only way to do that is through you guys. And so if you guys take a quick time, maybe to share this episode of Rock Talk on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, or send it through a text message to a friend that might need to hear this. Uh, And let's just kind of help share the word of everything that Rock Talk has to offer. Again, it has been a blast doing this. We look forward to many more episodes. And again, you guys will hear from us very soon.